Sentire Media. Ciao a tutti and welcome to Venice Talks, a podcast series about Venice in Italy. My name is Monica Cesarato and I am a Venetian food and travel blogger. I'm going to put my insider knowledge at your disposal to help you discover Venice at 360 degrees. Each week I will be chatting to the people who really matter, the Venetian. So follow me on the discovery of his artisans, writers, fashion designers, artists, glassmakers, bloggers and much, much more. Come to visit Venice the right and sustainable way. You can find me on my blog www.monicacesarato.com and also on all social media. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back to Venice Talks, episode number 23. Hi everybody, welcome back to Venice Talks. Here we are with another episode and today I'm very happy because I get to interview somebody very special. Uh, she's a writer and an artist and it is Alison Zurflo. Hi Alison, how are you? Good morning Monica, very well, thanks for having me. So let's first of all explain who you are. <sighs> oh, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't even know if I know who that is. Um, well, I am Swiss. Um, I'm Swiss nationality, born in Los Angeles, so mm-hmm. American, a Californian, let's say that. And um, I've been coming to Italy for over 10 years, and specifically Venice for around yeah, the same time. And mm-hmm. I'm just uh, very passionate about the north, about the northern lagoon and, and the conservation of what is still there. Mm-hmm. So first... First of all, I want to know, because we've known each other for a while, but I don't actually really know your story so well. How did you fall in love with Venice? How did you end up getting so strongly connected, above all, with the island of Burano? Well, uh, I, I started coming with, um, it was through different jobs. I was working in classical music at that, at that time, and I was also writing a lot as a journalist. And I came... To Venice the first time um, with a pianist actually working on this uh, project and mm-hmm. ended up just coming back and coming back um, as I think Venice says to a lot of people it just kind of you just find you find reasons to keep coming back <laughs> you don't know long, why lo- longer and longer and longer yeah yes. it just kind of happens to you this way it's a very strange city for this and um on some years went by and I've, I've made some beautiful friends who are still my friends today and I was on a trip on a Bragozzo up in the north. Uh, mm-hmm. And I had, by that time, I was staying a lot inside the city of Venice, where, where we usually go. Now it's the automatic go-to Venice. Mm-hmm. And I had been invited, invited aboard this um, traditional Bragozzo, which is a wooden fishing boat, mm-hmm. um, ancient fishing boat, and was up in the far north. And it had descended, it was in February, and had descended this thick fog over, over the north. And of course, it was cold and, and icy and everyone was down in the hole with, with the chef sort of keeping warm. And I was staying out um, up on the deck and all oh. I could see was um, these, you know, the, the occasional bricola coming, mm-hmm. sort of emerging from the fog and then passing by, emerging mm-hmm. from the like, like clockwork, you know, perfect yeah. Swiss clockwork. <laughs> and as I, as all, you could see this and I could see, the very soft colors of the barena passing mm-hmm. by and it was perfect silence and quiet and I felt there was a, another journalist who came up out of the hole at this moment the hole and he said oh this is ridiculous I can't see anything and I'm oh and my I'm god cold. no way and he, and he went back down 
and God. I thought at that moment, well, he's crazy. I can finally see everything. I know. It, and, it's just yeah. magic, isn't it? It's totally... It was. Yeah. Yeah, of I felt it... that I understood everything at that moment. It was, oh my it was God. so strange. Mm. Yeah, I think it's those kind of uh, uh, momentos that are just uh, whoop, like a light on your uh, on top of your head. It goes, okay, I'm in the right yeah. place. <laughs> that's, yes, that's right. <clears throat> and, and it was on that trip that that night I met the, a family that owns a, a beautiful island up in the north who is very dedicated to the ecosystem and, mm-hmm. and conservation. And uh, we hit it off and I just started working with them. And mm-hmm. that's how I discovered the Northern Lagoon mm-hmm. and spending a lot of time up there. And with time, I would come to Venice, drop my stuff off, go up to Burano, which is the starting point for the north. And then I would come back at like 11 p.m. And one day I wondered why I was even going back to Venice anymore. I didn't even want to go back. Okay. It was confusing. There were too many people. <clears throat> it was it was just not anymore what I where I wanted to be. And I moved up to Burrado. <laughs> right. Okay. And stayed up there. Now I've just recently <clears throat> bought a house. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. So, okay. When are you moving to Venice then? Sorry, to Burano. I already, I have moved. I have oh, you all are. my stuff there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right cool. Before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I got to say, it takes courage to move to Burano, not because of the island of the people, because I adore the people of Burano. I find them so refreshing compared sometimes to Venetians. Okay. But it is an island. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, 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 it's not an easy island to live on. So I got to say, you got totally, totally my utmost admiration for what you're doing. But at the same time, I envy you because Burano people are so nice. I love them. I think they are. They are. It's a different. It's the heartland. You know, it's the heartland. It's it's like Wisconsin and New York. Mm. You 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 go up there, and I mean, every now and then someone will say, one Buranello person will say to me, "Oh, you know, be careful. They're 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 cattivi. They're mean up here." (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and then I say, well, what, what is, what is the terrible mean thing that they did? And, yeah. and they'll tell me and inside me, I mean, I, I grew up in, love- in Hollywood, in LA. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I'm almost, it just endears me to them. I think is if that's what's mean in your yeah. book, then I, I, I'll take it. I know, you know, I know. I, 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 I realized, I remember once I, you know, a few times I was coming over and stuff and I, sh- I went into a shop because I can't, oh, I just wanted a drink or something. So I just went into one of those little shops <clears throat> that sells drinks and stuff. And, you know, usually in Venice, when you go to those kind of places, you know, we just don't even take a look at you. you. You know, you're one of a thousand tourists and whatever. They don't really care. And the lady was so nice. She, we stopped. We talked for about half an hour and I said to her, how can you still be so nice, so friendly? And you have days in, days out, hordes of people coming in. And she just looked at me and said, no, but it's nice to have people around. Yeah, no, it's true. They are. They just have a huge tolerance for for mass tourism. I mean, it's, I'm always, I think I get angrier than they do. (laughs) For sure. No, that's for sure. No, no, no. They're, they have a huge, they're really, really positive people. They just, Mm -hmm. they're hard, hard workers and hard players. So they, they play and celebrate and and love each other as every bit as hard as they work. I think they're a little bit Swiss. 
honestly, for and their I've, hard work ethic. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I, I think you also find probably yourself in tune with them because of a care that they take of the island and of the lagoon, of the surrounding lagoon. Is that another reason? Well, they're very, you know, after the after the flood of 2019, for mm-hmm. example, oh, I, you know, it was horrific. As you remember, there was a big river flowing through Burano. I mean, this, it wasn't as bad as Palestrina, but I mean, it was very close second. And, mm-hmm. you know, I went in, over to, to help thinking I could actually be of help and offered mm-hmm. my services. And, and it was very humbling for me to watch how, how a little help I actually was, how they actually taught me what mm. uh, it meant to take care of this situation. I mean, they were on it the minute that the waters went down. And by the time the, you know, there were a lot of workers that went to Venice, you know, volunteers and mm-hmm. people who were helping out. But when they came to Burano, the Brunelli just kind of sent them away, actually. And they, they're <laughs> like, you know, we, we got it. We got yeah. it. We got it. And I, I obviously granted it's a smaller place. And, yeah. and but but they just roll their sleeves up and and they just they celebrate and they they help each other out and there's a lot of community going on there and, and I hope that it stays because you know as in it is across the whole world actually all of our smaller communities are are in peril right now but yeah I hope they can hold on to what they have I, I do try to to show them the beauty as much as I can and, mm-hmm. and show and talk about what I see. And recently I, I was invited to present myself in this, this little newspaper called mm. Ponte, which is the, the Buranello newspaper okay. you know, for excellence. Cool. And so yes. I, I wrote it. The, go- as, the, um, gossip, the gossip column. <laughs> not really. Yeah. I mean, it's more like that's... they even do like poetry in Buranello language. Oh, and... oh that's nice. Oh, it's okay. super cute. You should, you should look into it. And okay. uh, they, I, I, I wrote, decided to write it as a love letter toward sort of a, a day in, in my eyes of, in Burano. And the very first comment I got was one person who isn't from Burano who said to me, um, you're very naive and you have, you know, this is, it's not like this. And not from Burano. And every other comment I had from a, from a real Burano was, you hit it right on the nail. Thank you for showing ah, us see. again, showing That's us it. our own souls. Thank you. You know, and I think a lot of us just need to see that. We need to see the value that yeah. we already have. We don't need to be, you know, have, you know, put down and have fingers pointed at us. It's not getting us anywhere. Mm. We already know our faults, yeah. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes, uh, you know, people don't understand from outside that in Venice, uh, Venice is a big particular in these things that uh, never mind the island from island. Within Venice itself, uh, they don't... Uh, talk to each other in a way because if you are from Castello you don't talk to people from Canareggio Ah. and I think it's so silly in a way I mean I met so many people that don't ever in their lifetime and they're proud of it they never moved from one sestiere to another I ask for directions sometimes thinking, oh, well, you're from around here, you know, oh, I never go there. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking it's like 500 meters from your house. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, well, you know, Monica, it's very interesting because when I moved, um, um, I, you know, I had a little rental and I, I, I was actually a guest at some friend's house after the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, which hit me really hard. And when I bought the house, um, I bought it. It's a, literally a four point three 4.5 minute walk mm-hmm. to the other house okay and, and it's in the same area of Terranova and 
it's it's really a short a short walk by anyone's standards. But in Burano, this is not a short walk. And I used to laugh just like you are at these people who were who were saying this, being from California and living in Chicago and Spain and Switzerland, everywhere else. You know, it just seemed ridiculous. However, when I bought the house, the very last day, going back and forth and back and forth with all my stuff, I was thinking, this is actually the whole environment is different where I am now. It's not the same. My the people are not the same. And I came walking back to the old house uh, the last night and, and all the, no- the neighbors were there. And they're like, oh, God, how are you? And I was like, it's terrible. I'm not, you're, you have to come. I'm, I'm moving to Africa. You have to come see me. <laughs> and they, were la- they did that. And they said, we'll find you. Don't worry. It's not far for us. But it really feels like that. It does. Yeah. And I can definitely see now where that comes from. I yeah. can. Yeah, and also this r- rivalry there are between islands, you know, between Burano and Murano, and God knows, I, I find it so funny sometimes when they have this little kind of competitions and stuff within themselves. Well, when so, it's like in rowing, that's sweet. I think. Oh it's no, really that's nice. Loving. Oh no, I mm. like that. I like, yeah. I like when it's kind to proper competition. I like it. I just don't like it when it is uh, about you know. Oh no, he's from Murano. You don't want to talk to him. <laughs> you know. Oh, I don't I, know. I think I haven't been around as long as you have to get. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a gossip within the gossip. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, one, uh, one thing that I know you, ver- you really, really care about is obviously environment. You are uh, probably one of the people that I uh, spoken all through the years that is probably the, above the, uh, the, the Laguna Venice. Uh, you, you, I really find that you are really, really, really so passionate about it. Probably even more than Venetians themselves. Um. So what would you say, I mean, first of all, let's try to say to people, at least I think that they shouldn't just stay in Venice and they should visit the rest of the lagoon in a responsible way. What do you think is a responsible way? I mean, the question has gotten really complicated in Venice. And of course, every time I try and say what I think is responsible, I just can see the mirror staring right back at me. It's, <laughs> it's really a hard question to answer in, in, with any kind of humility and you know, intelligence because it's gotten so out of control. So I, if, if I answer the question, really, it's with heart and hand because um, we all are contributing in a way to its demise, like we all are mm-hmm. con- contributing to the demise of the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's important to respect the law. And mm-hmm. when I had, I was, I had the opportunity to have lunch with um, Richard Quest of CNN. Oh. Okay. And we were actually, we were talking about sustainability and I was putting my case to him about the lagoon and, you know, I was putting it hard because I wanted help. I wanted mm-hmm. him to talk about it. And, mm-hmm. and he went at me, he, he pushed me and, and made me actually kind of angry because I thought that he was not agreeing with me and that he thought it was a moot point. And, and so I, I went harder and I, uh-huh. I kept pushing the envelope until I realized after half an hour. And, and by the, by the time I, by the way, time a half an hour had gone by, I really thought he was kind of rude. And until I realized that actually he was, he was trying to help me. Because oh. he was trying to shave down all of my emotions out of the argument and just focus on, you know, the concrete way that what can we actually do and okay. and take away my, 
you know, rage, maybe. Yeah. Your passion. Um, which, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, and all they, of those things are just they're super, superfluous, right? They, it's they, like they, the, they Italian part of you. Let's exactly. Say. <laughs> very Latin. Oh, goodness. And so he and he says to me after all this time when he can tell now that I'm really annoyed and he mm-hmm. looks at me and he says, you know what, Alison, you, I've been working. Hello. Yeah, you're here. You're OK. He said he's been, yeah. he's oh, yeah. been he has been researching that for 30 years and reporting on it for 30 years. He said, yeah, yeah. That's, I, I, I know. That's... I know Richard Quester. Yeah. 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 I, and I, he have, says, I really like him as a journalist. Yeah. Ser- very serious guy. And he says, if everyone would just respect the rules in place and this applies to everywhere, you would be mm-hmm. astounded at how much of this mess would be already cleaned up. <laughs> and I, mm. I went back and I thought about that. He said, tell me, what are the rules in place? You know, And if you think about it, the rules are in place to protect the lagoon. Absolutely. But they're Absolutely. not respected. They're not. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I can sit here and tell you what I think and, and who is the culprit and all of that. The fact of the matter is, we all are disrespecting one rule or another. There are some people who are really disrespecting terribly the rules and others who are just slightly mm-hmm. disrespecting those. However, we all have to know what the rules are before we step foot inside such a delicate and such a, a unique environment as the Venice Lagoon. And if you mm-hmm. want to visit the Venice Lagoon, you better read up and find out what are the rules and what are the issues at hand and how can you come to Venice in a respectful and loving way. Because the city has mm-hmm. been a mm. tourist place for for decades, for centuries. It's always well, centuries. welcome travelers. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, so it's not like Venice should have stopped having now travelers. It's, Venice needs to have travelers who are informed and who are willing to sacrifice their own wishes for the good of the lagoon. Do you know there's things I stop doing mm-hmm. that I want to do that I don't do because it's not right. Because it's, it will... Mm-hmm. somehow damage or, or you know there's there's a beautiful little barena i love and there's a part of the mm-hmm. year where if you go there's a ne- it's a proper nesting barena so you have all of the kokai okay. and nesting there the the real native kokai mm-hmm. so which are very small seabirds kind of seagulls and mm-hmm. if you go there during these months of the year that's when they're nesting the, the mother seagulls will not come down and feed their babies. And so, and the babies need to be fed every hour or more. So I mm-hmm. might say, okay, I'm just going to go for a couple of hours. Well, then another person might go a couple of hours. And, you know, of course. every year we find them all dead, you know, six, seven, kokai dead, junior, junior birds. And you think, okay, I can just not go. I cannot go. And, and if I don't go, then they will be fed. So I don't get to see it. I don't get to mm-hmm. put it off my bucket list. I don't get to take that yeah. picture I oh, wanted. I, I hate I, the word know? bucket list. I, I yeah. start really hating the word. Uh, I really That's right. like, yeah. That's right. I don't get that shot I wanted or I don't get to do that. But, but that, that continues. We get yeah. to keep having that in our world. That's the direct mm-hmm. consequence. Mm-hmm. I, I totally, totally, totally so agree with you. Is uh, I, I keep saying is yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on this 100%. I keep saying this is uh, we, we everybody's contributing. It, 
in in a way, one way or another. Like even if it's just uh, sleeping uh, instead of a hotel, you sleep in an Airbnb because you think, well, it's cheaper. I, I can afford it that way. Well, mm-hmm. don't, by the yeah. same time, you are causing problems for the city of Venice and so on. Uh, yeah, totally, totally with you. And about researching, I keep saying this to everybody. I think we lost, uh, I think the best part of a journey should be very search shouldn't it before yeah. you go and i think we all lost that and everybody now comes to many because you have to uh, most uh, i got to say unfortunately many many influencer bloggers and come to venice when they got nothing else to to write about oh let's go into venice do some quick videos and it always looks good anyway doesn't it um yeah, yeah it's a bit sad well, but- and how many people don't know that there's no cars in venice I mean, I've heard this. I've heard this from tourists so many times. Oh gosh! Well, how I actually heard some tourists in a in in a um, in the Vaporetto say, um, "How do they drain the water out of the canals at night?" I know, but wait! And somebody is asked once during <laughs> a tour, asked me, "Oh, where did all the cars go when the city flooded?" But but she didn't mean the flood of 2019. She meant yeah. when Venice became a city of water. So we oh about- yeah. <laughs> it's okay to have questions that are that are silly sometimes but if you're not the it just shows that there's no basic information yes, yes. Uh, um, and that's the that's what's alarming i know it's, it's not like you know a silly question of we've all asked it but if you if the basic of the city the most important and most unique thing of a city you don't know it yeah you don't really said, have any business going yeah. in our day and age when you can Google it in a second. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. I, exactly. That's what I keep saying. Research is not like in the old days where you had to go and find books. Now, within two seconds on your phone, you got all the info you need. Come on. Yeah. There is no excuse. Totally with you with this. Mm. Um, now, but first and foremost, you are an artist and a writer. Do you want to talk about your art first or about your book? Well, I mean, I was a writer first. I used to, I, to okay. paint, obviously, and I became, um, I, my first book was about opera. So I, I wrote a book about um, Cavalli. Well, not really. It's not a book about Cavalli. It's a book because I'm not a musicologist. It's a book about how a, an ancient manuscript goes from being um, on the shelves of the Marciana Library Mm-hmm. And goes to being a stage production at a, at the premier festival, the United States Festival, which is Spoleto Festival. Oh, um, wow. How does that happen? You know, mm-hmm. and, and so I followed the process. I was able to follow these great people in Italian opera um, and just be part of their experience for a year and see them, you know, Eren Carpene, who he took out the, um, the manuscript and made a stage um, score. And then on we saw the, co- the costumes, the sets, all of that sort of wow. grow and become. And then I was in, in, in Spoleto with them and was, was assisting with the, no assisting. I was attending all of the rehearsals and cool. meeting the orchestra and going backstage. And it was really exciting. It was one of the most exciting things I think I've done in my life. I can imagine. And, yeah. And so I just basically reported. I just <laughs> <laughs> Hey, isn't it like seeing a baby being born of any girl? Yes, it is. It is. And so I got to really be a part of that. And it was a really unique part of Italy, which uh, Italian opera, which was just exclusive for me. And I'm ever grateful to all of the people who mm-hmm. allowed me to be a part of that. 
and that's called the Viramonda Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other book is a little book, a children's book called Leah Leaves the Library. That and is a it's a great book. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> it's also about the Marchana Library. I have a little addiction to that library. Mm-hmm. And um, it's about a girl who was actually a story. She was a book and she didn't want to be a story. She lived in the Marchana Library and she saw the lagoon outside the window. And um, through different circumstances, she was brought out to the door and uh, of the library. She fell in a puddle and the wind came in and all of her all of her letters and periods and question marks and everything fell to the floor and she became a little girl. Okay. She scooped all these up, stuffed them in her pocket and off she went into the world. And she sort of discovers Venice as a, as a girl, a Venetian child would, um, and mm-hmm. different facets, the religious, the political, yeah. and very dreamy. And, and she comes to find her home. Cool. And yeah, it's it's sort of an exploration of Venice. The the artist is my niece, who I used to tell stories to when she was a little girl. So that was oh, a lot of fun. I didn't know this. That's yeah. so cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you'll be you'll become Italian. Keep it in the home. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Keep yeah. it all infect everybody. <laughs> yeah, keep it all in, in the house, as they say. Okay. See, That's cool. Yeah. But I mean, that's, I think it's a great way to uh, get children approach to Venice as well, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's a child, it's a children's book, but it must be lovely for adults to read it with children, I think. Because um, you get to, yeah? Yeah, I mean, there's, we've had good, good, I've been really blessed to have a lot of good feedback on that. But, uh, you know, um, I think it's important for, I, I'm a mom of four, so all the books that I used to read to my kids um, they all, most of them had an impact on me. So specifically one, it's called The Friend. If ever you have an opportunity to read that, it's called The Friend. Uh-huh. Um, the translator is Fen Troller. I don't remember the name of the writer because I reached out to this translator to translate my book as well. And um, it's really beautiful. So, you know, I know what it means to parents to have a book that you're actually not falling asleep while you're reading it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I read the, Thomas the Tank to my boys. Oh my god! And I got to say, I learned English like that. Ah uh, yes. Oh, it's a great <laughs> because, way to learn English. Well, because uh, you know Thomas the Tank is written quite well. I mean, it's simple, but it's written quite well. So I remember, and I used to do all the voices and everything, and that helped me a lot. And yeah, and I think uh, I always say to you know sometimes I have uh, on tours and p- things like that. People say to me, oh, you know, I'm learning Italian. What should I do? children's book get yourself yeah. a children's book it's that's the true. best because you learn like a child and then mm-hmm. you can progress you know yeah that's a great that's a great recommendation actually i didn't yeah. think and about that, that. yeah mm-hmm. you know it's uh you know but obviously for children as well <laughs> but for yeah adults, no, but it's great it's, it's great you know so have you got any other book coming up uh, or are you working on something Yes, there's um, the sequel to Leah that's in the wings. It hasn't been yet been announced, but when it is, oh, you know. okay, okay. But so we got a little sequel a little... to Leah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool, nice. I'm happy <laughs> and about as this. you know, I'm painting a lot. So I had I'm a, I know an oil painter and a uh, watercolor painter, and I had my first exhibit at Venice Wine Resort last year. Uh, um, this year, actually, March 2022. Uh-huh. It was um, very, very excited about that because they also yeah. believe in lagoon sustainability and yes local culture I do. And, I do. yeah but you you actually found the perfect place to take uh, to, you know to do 
what you're doing as an artist. My dad is a painter. I mean, he hasn't painted for a while, but all over the house I have paintings. And whenever I used to go to Fusina, Malcontenta, and then he used to come to the Barena as well to take, uh, you know, to do his paintings and stuff. And I think Venice has inspired so many people with yeah. this landscape because it's so unique, isn't it? And the light is different every single it's day. It's very special. Yeah, there's something very unique about it. And I think mm. it calls, you know, like I said, like that journalist, it didn't mean anything to him. You know, this journalist who I brought there, he he also, he also we showed him beautiful things all across the lagoon on another trip and he ended up doing just carnival masks. Oh, God. So, which, yeah. So, you know what? A lot of people just don't get it either. <laughs> you know, you can be a mountain person. So if you're, you know, I don't, I don't get the Alps. No, but I get the. What do you mean? Lagoon. You don't get the Alps? No. You live in Swiss. You lived no. in Switzerland, and no. you didn't get the Alps. I don't get it. It's not against Switzerland. I love that country. I love it, but I don't um, get high, high mountains. Not for me, okay. at all. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> But it's true. And you know what else? It's curious what you say about it being inspiring. The, the Bornello fishermen, I've noticed as, you know, I really am close to the, that community in Borono. Mm-hmm. That's probably the community I'm connected most with. And they mm-hmm. um, are super artistic. They, you can mm. tell that they are inspired by the place that they live. They're as hardy yeah. and hardworking and, and manly that they are. They're also super gentle and, and artistic and sensitive to color and light and, and beauty. Yes. And I have yeah. met some artists that have never had exhibits done where I'm just, just blowing my mind, you know? I'm like, oh I my know. gosh, I'm not a painter. No, I'm not. When you see what they do. And, and they're and amazing. Self-taught. Yeah, it's incredible. I know. I know. Yeah, I think it's light. I think it's the algae in the water, the, 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 you know, the buildings, the, I don't know. It is something between Venice, all of the lagoon, but Venice itself, it's so different. You have a certain uh, nuances of gold, of red, of green. This just doesn't happen in other day, in other places. I mean, some days I'm walking around and the sky is just little. You have no clouds. It's crispy. You can feel it. The colors are so vivid. Yeah, you that's don't true. get it. I don't. I, I never seen it in mm-hmm. another city, in other locations. You know. I so I can only say the only place I've ever seen a sunset, but it, of course it can. It's not like Venice, but the most beautiful sunsets I've seen otherwise are on the Pacific Coast. Okay, growing up, but it's not the same. You know, it's not as sweet. It's the it's the sea. It's the ocean. It's yes. strong. It's powerful. It's yeah, yeah and, the, and the and the blue of the sea is much flatter. It's much yeah. you know. It's not as deep and liquid as the yeah yeah as the exactly. lagoon is. Mm. liquid that's uh, that's that's what it is every all the colors is like mm. yeah they're liquid that's what it is Let's i see. know it's i don't know it's uh must be boy obviously the whole uh, uh configuration well it's got it's all microclimate after all the, the, the lagoon of venice is you know i always say to people when they say oh is it gonna rain or is it gonna be sunny oh you don't know in venice don't even bother to look at the forecast because it just doesn't work that way yeah <laughs> and i live i live outside of venice and it could be raining here and literally yeah. i do five kilometers and all of a sudden it's uh, as bright as or 
here is bright. I go up to Venice and it's like a, a, a wall of fog. Yes, definitely. <laughs> you know? Oh, it changes so fast. I mean, and, I think and, I'm, I'm... Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, during the, yeah, yeah, sorry. And during the day as well. So many times, doesn't it? Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm painting out in the lagoon a lot in my boat or on different islands and things. And uh, it drops. Like The fog can just drop, especially I'll be spending um, six weeks up at Santa Cristina painting in January. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, out there in January is it's survival. <laughs> and you can be out, uh, pay, I can be out painting and suddenly, I mean, you can feel it starting. Uh-huh. And if you don't, I've learned if you don't turn for home immediately, I mean, that you fog rolls up and drops and there you are, you know, and, yeah. and that's been exciting in a way uh, to learn uh, personally about survival in this water environment mm-hmm. from the fishermen. This has been, it's been a hard, hard school. I mean, it's not as only romantic of as course. the, as my photos show, um, but yeah. you know, it's really, it's really rewarding because you also learn a skill if you, if you survive, but there's, there's something about being in Venice, especially if you're really living there um, to be being very sensitive to the weather and not only your application, Yes, you know, sensitive by your, your eyes and yeah. your senses so you know when the, the fog falls when the fog falls and I'm out in my boat and this has happened and it, it, if I'm near the barina okay but if you're in the middle of a palude forget it yeah um, of you don't see anything and yeah, of course so I've learned through through the fishermen and their advice of course is you turn off your motor yeah, and you go. stop no matter and, what and you're you, doing no matter what you know caigo means queen milego here I tie up didn't know this oh my god yeah. okay i didn't know this one Same. okay all right and okay. so you you tie up where you are that's, and that's what it means here it comes better tie up nothing there's nothing else to do but stop and tie oh wow okay <laughs> then then you think what yeah. to do don't rush and so this is now finally after all these you're starting to get part of my reaction it takes years before it becomes your instinct yeah and you know uh, you, if you look down at the water and you know, without your application, you know what the tides are doing today, Yeah. then you know, okay, it's two o'clock. The tides are running that way. The tides are running out at two o'clock. So that's Burano in that direction. Okay. Right. You have to know where you are. You have yeah, to yeah, know of all of this. If, however, you know, right now it's, you know, 10 a.m. tides are going up. So the, actually, Burano is the other way. So you have to look down at the water. You have to hear the birds. How far are you from land? You, oh, wow. you can smell and feel yeah. on your tongue how thick is the fog. Is it going to lift? Is it not going to lift? You can see with the lights. It's just all about becoming a little bit an animal, you know. Yeah. Forget about, forgetting about the phone technology. You need to go to primordial yeah. again. You do. That's right. Yeah. You do, And you have to know how to get home without a, a motor. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, as I used to do. I mean, I think nowadays we rely so much on the radar, you know, the balls that go radars and stuff like that. But back in the old days, they didn't have everything, the technology we have. Yeah. They just had to go. And they always, generally, more or less, made it back home. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't even think about this. You know, I'm a I'm a terra firma girl. You know, <laughs> I'm a country girl. And I'm always like, no terra firma. <laughs> Is it, the, first, yeah. the, the first time I've actually gone on a boat was about oh, must have been uh, oh, 2008 when I, my first blog post. It was oh, about wow. going on a boat. It was with Nan from Royal Venice. 
uh, but I've interviewed and uh, the uh, episode will be, we should be, by the time uh, we, this episode goes out, it would have been out already. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it was such an experience for me. I was terrified. I mean, I'm okay now in Boston, but the first time, oh my God, I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> is this yeah. bringing me back to water and i'm still let's say i'm okay on both but i'm still not 100 you know i still yeah get very scared when they go really fast uh, you know i always think i'm gonna jump out it's a funny yeah. but i find it for me it's always fascinated fascinating when i see uh you know the venetian people on both uh, the way they go around it's like uh the hand you know the boat belongs to the hand they, they know exactly yes, what the boat right. is doing and yep. it's not the same as driving a car i'm sorry it's no. just not the same it's like an extension of a body it is yeah it, it surprises me because i'm, I'm looking at you and thinking you're not gonna get through that you're not gonna go through that and they do like, yeah you do that both <laughs> whatever it is a motor or, or rowing boats the same it just uh, amazes me it really does so i yeah. can just imagine for you living surrounded by boats. do do you have your own boat then now yes yes and i'm always i'm a, i go as far away as i can i mean i i go up in the north i'm in i'm alone in the middle of nowhere most of the time Monica. Oh my <laughs> so my my you're, al- you're always telling somebody where you're going more help so just in case well, i read i read on the news i'm <laughs> American woman lost the sea. <laughs> well, the, um, the boys now know more or less where I usually go. Okay. Um, and so, so look, come and look for you there. <laughs> if I don't show up like at 5.30 at cocktail hour, you know. Uh, at, ah, cocktail hour. Okay. Right. Ombra, okay. You know? All right. Something's happened to Alison. Let's go uh, and get her. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and if I'm going, you know, this summer I did, I spent a lot of time going into really remote and new places. I just wanted to be, I spent, I think most of my time alone painting up in the, in the wilds this summer. And I, um, I did kind of let someone know, but it what was something, you know, there's, there's two things that stay with me. One is the Italian phrase, mi raccomando. Okay. Of course. Which okay. is of course, one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard in my life. Um, yeah. If you see an Italian look at you and say that, I mean, you, you've just had one of the most beautiful experiences of your life as a foreigner, because that means something. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, uh, at the beginning, when I first had my boat, um, and I was not going for it all. <laughs> and I remember saying uh, to my one of my dear friends, who's a fisherman, and I said, um, how, what happens if I can't get back? You know, if it's gonna, what happens if it rains? How will mm-hmm. you find me? And he looked at me and he said, "The lagoon is big for you, and if you get caught out in the ra- rain, you will hate it. <laughs> you will hate the lagoon after that. But okay. the lagoon is small to me. I'll find okay. you." He oh, said, I, "I'll find that you." Is so nice. Yeah, okay. and it stayed with me. And now I, I really, I never call. I mean, I called one time, I think, for help, and um. And it was because it was, I had stayed out too late and fallen asleep and it oh, was okay. dark oh, and well, I shouldn't can... have. And now yeah. I go all the time in the dark. It's not a problem, but yeah, yeah. Um, I had cold ones and I, I just try not to because I want to, but you know how many times I've gotten in trouble 
uh, once I got caught out in a, in, you know, that, I don't know if you remember that Tromba Daria that passed over uh, yeah. last year. Yeah. 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 Oh, and gosh, it passed went over out? Burano and it's, it smashed my, it blew the window out of my door and everything. I was out in the lagoon painting alone on a barena oh when that God. happened. And I was painting and I saw a little, that beautiful translucent green sort of start to paint the, the, the horizon on the water. And I was like, oh, I love that green. And yeah. I knew that that green means storm, but it didn't put it together because there was sun in the sky. Yeah, and I took a picture at that moment. And after it happened, I looked and there actually was a darkening under the cloud, a few of the clouds. Oh, but okay. And I wasn't yet paying attention. You see, you have to mm, be an animal. Yeah, yeah. And I kept painting it. And then suddenly I felt some raindrops. I thought, this is absurd. There's there's sun. And I just barely had time to throw my stuff in the boat <gasps> wow. and, and get buttoned up. And that's that thing slammed. It went right over me. It's and my boat was just slamming. I had just a small pole in the mud. I, I had a little tiny like stick I put it in the other uh -huh. on the other side and I tied up as best I could and then I just hey, hung on for dear yeah. life I know for the best wow <laughs> oh yeah and when I Gosh. got back you know I, I I was kind of shaken up but when I went back I was I had to survey all the damages in the house and everything of course and people asked like how did you do oh my goodness and I told the story and they were you know most people were like oh you're so brave you're so great and my friend uh, is a you'll fisherman. Become a, they look he comes at you, she's become Burano person. <laughs> yeah, but wait. So the real hardcore, the real hardcore yeah. fishermen who are my yeah. dear friends came and said, so after two days, he was like, you didn't do anything right. <laughs> and I said, what? No. He's like, you did it all wrong. And he was super mad. <gasps> and so what for you? That's I said, wrong. yeah, but I'm back. I'm safe. I'm here. And he's like, you were an idiot. You know, you should have, when you saw the green, you should have thrown everything, left everything on the burnout, hiked over to Santa Cristina and tied up in the, in the Darsener. You knew what kind of weather it was. You have to use your nose. You have to use your head. You'll be killed. Wow. <laughs> he was so mad at me. Of and course. these lessons, you know, have taught me actually that I'm responsible not only for my four kids and my friends yeah. and my job and this and that. I'm actually also responsible for myself. Mm -hmm. Oh, but yeah, you should be responsible for yourself <laughs> first, shouldn't you? Right, <laughs> right. And this has well, been yes. a wonderful experience in self-awareness and oh, self-valuing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's interesting how, how, how also um, how he took it, you know. Um, he could have just said, oh, okay, I'm lucky. Uh, you know, you got lucky, whatever. But it's, yeah. it's nice that he actually went rough on you, I think. Oh, yeah. 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 And I wrote something about it. one of the artworks. Um, oh, I, I have to look up the title, but I wrote about that experience. Um, I think it's out. Uh, I know what green means. If okay. you look, one of my art, one of my artworks is called I know what green means. And that is the um, artwork. It, it, a friend of mine actually bought that one. And there's a story under it. And you can see okay. it's about that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure soon I'm going to read that Alison got lost somewhere in the. <laughs> and I'll write oh, yeah. a book about it, the crazy American <laughs> that got lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have we, stories. I've yeah. been writing a lot of stories. That's see, that should sure. be your next book then. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, li life as an, see, life as an American in Burano. You know, yeah. that's what yeah. it should be. Well, I don't, I don't consider myself American. I consider myself Californian and Swiss. But can I just say you should consider yourself Burano, Buranella. Yeah, definitely. That's it. That, that's it. Because to be honest yes. with you, you start getting an accent as well. <laughs> yeah, they say I have an accent. Yeah, 
have a nice round R. <laughs> you do, you do. I was listening to you at the beginning. Uh, California, uh, really? Seriously? California, California. <laughs> California, yeah. I know. And if I'm there with them, it gets really thick, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, you actually yeah. start to speak Burano dialect as well, do you? I mean, I, I definitely understand when they're speaking it, unless they don't want me to understand, and then I don't understand. <laughs> that's that's sure they they can do that, but um, for the most part, I I get it, and then um, I can say some words. But you know, I always feel I was so respectful toward dialects that I feel yeah. like I'm silly if I'm speaking them. But of course, they love if I do. So every now and then, I let out some some dialect. Yeah, just to that's good. keep the party going of course <laughs> so Alison where people where do people can find you on social medias so I'm Alison Zerflu or the the account that I use the most these days is Alison Zerflu underscore artist okay and you got a website where they can find you it's also Alison Zerflu artist.ch CH Fantastic. for Switzerland, yeah. Okay, are you going to find all these things anyway when I put them on, mm-hmm. uh, on the podcast and everything? Alison, so much, thank you so much for this talk. I loved it. And, and I want to ride on, the, on your boat since, uh, you know, I'm yeah, writing the book on the islands. <laughs> I'm writing this book on the islands and I want a ride on the boat. Okay, okay. I've, already, I've already managed to grab some free rides from other people. Now, because how <laughs> I, I, I can I write a book on the islands of Venice? And not actually going out, right? Yeah. As a you know, as a terra yeah. fermista. As a terra fermista. <laughs> <laughs> I decline all responsibility in case of fog or storm. No, no, we, we, oh no, darn! No, I, I got to end the book over in January, so it's gonna have to be in the cold somehow. But but then we yeah. go on a nice crispy day that we know for sure there's not gonna be any right. kind of snow or fog or storm <laughs> of any kind, and definitely not high water definitely exactly. not aqua well, actually yeah 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 no what just no i can't get on the boat otherwise <laughs> no it's better no high water is not a problem low water is the problem oh is it whatever well, that's february isn't it generally isn't it no the yeah. low water problems um yeah it's february february yeah. march even last yeah. year went quite into even to april yeah uh, it's, okay this is this is more difficult actually because i'm not in venice you know i'm in yeah of course. i'm in the north so it's yeah even, yeah of course there's even less canal oh of course um, of course of course and, and just to say i you know i might be more um schooled up in the north but i'm definitely not um schooled like these amazing women who are driving their boats in, through the venice canals i mean that oh no, I, no but I, I don't want to run i don't want to ride in venice i want to ride them. i mean i'll write in a book the of venice. you know yeah, yeah. but kudos was... to those girls because oh I mean, yeah gondolas and taxis and, and oh, everything in there yeah no. it's another so, world it's another oh, respect, world respect respect so okay Alison, thank you so much for the chat it was so nice talking to you and uh, well i hope to see you soon as well Thank you, Monica, for having me and have a good day. See you soon. Bye, Monica. Ciao, ciao. Thank you so much, Alison, for the lovely chat. You can find Alison at www.alisonzurflu.ch and on all social medias as Alison Zurflu. Thank you again for listening. If you want to book a food tour or a cooking experience with me, you can find me on my blog, www.monicacesarato.com or at cookingvenice.com and also on all social medias with the handle at Monica Cesarato and at cookingvenice. Feel free to leave a comment or write to info at monicacesarato.com for more information about the people featuring the podcast or Venice. Bye-bye! 
Sentire Media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.